It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. It's awesome to have so many of you out there listening in. Welcome to podcast number eight of 10 in our 2019 e-commerce master plan growth series sponsored by Omnisend, the all-in-one marketing automation platform that empowers e-commerce marketers to boost sales with omnichannel tools. I'm Chloe Thomas. I'm the creator of the e-commerce master plan. I'm an author, speaker and advisor, and I focus on solving your e-commerce marketing problems. If you have an e-commerce problem you would like my help solving, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash solve, that's S-O-L-V-E, to find out more. Now, I know we get a lot of new listeners finding us during these January shows. If you are new, these shows themselves are a great place to start. But if you head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, you will also find links to every podcast we've ever done to our top 10 most listened to episodes of all time, which is another great way to start delving into the back catalogue. In today's episode, we're going to be getting into the world of product launches, including brand and the power of scarcity. Such a powerful thing, so little used in our industry. Now, before I introduce you to our guest, we should really hear a bit about our sponsor, as without them, this series would not be possible. Are you looking to increase your sales without a lot of extra work? Omnisend's email and SMS marketing automation platform is tailor-made for e-commerce businesses like you. It's got everything you need to start making more sales immediately, including one-click integrations with the major e-commerce platforms and super easy migration from your existing email marketing platform. They even have award-winning all-human 24-7 customer support who will help you out in under six minutes. No more trying to get past the chatbot. Omnisend is trusted by over 70,000 e-commerce brands and me. Yes, we run our email marketing on the Omnisend platform. Ready to join us? Well, sign up for a free account at ecmp.info forward slash Omnisend and use the code masterplan2022 to save 15% on paid plans when you need them. Let me introduce you to today's special guest. Chris Vallely is in charge of e-commerce product development and supply chain at Dixon Flannel Company. Founded in 2013, they've grown by over 200% each year, aiming for sales of 9 million in the current year. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Chloe? I'm all right. I'm interested to hear how you're achieving this, this massive growth, because I think that's pretty exciting. But I have a told the listeners very little about your business really so far. So do you want to tell them all about how you personally got started off in the world of e-commerce? Um, yeah. So I went to college. I went to university um, and studied marketing, focused on online marketing, specifically in e-commerce, because I saw it was a, a big trend. I graduated in 2007. And then I've worked for a couple companies doing marketing, uh, lived in San Francisco for a little while and did some uh, startup for some apps and tried to help with their marketing and social media presence. Um, I ended up moving out to Phoenix, where most of my family lives, Phoenix, Arizona, United States. Um, my family lives around this area, so naturally it made sense to come back. Um, and I did some e-commerce uh, for a large gift company that does importing um, and gift-type items, so like mugs and plaques and things like that. Um, and then uh, my wife, her brother-in-law, he started a flannel company, small flannel company at the time. 
Um, and he was just making flannel shirts. And then slowly but surely, his business started growing and he needed a little assistance. And so he reached out to me and he said, uh, how can you help me? I, I need a little help. I'm, I have my hands full. So he started his business in 2013, as you mentioned. And then about 2015, beginning of 2016, um, I started helping him with some e-commerce stuff, um, product development and uh, supply chain. Wow. So you kind of slowly moved your way into an e-commerce specialism and then your, your brother-in-law had started this, what's turned into an amazing company and you were just lucky to get in there at the right time, I suppose. Correct. Yeah. So when he started, he was doing everything from um, developing to shipping to um, building the brand. And then as the business grew, it just became too much. And so he now has six employees and I then help him on the side. So I make number seven. Um, and yeah, so we do everything from flannel shirts to for men, women, and youth. And now we do uh, button-up short sleeves, t-shirts, hoodies, jackets, board shorts. We're trying to expand our product line as we built our brand. Very cool. And you mentioned there's kind of uh, six slash seven of you. Are you doing everything in-house or have you got some things outsourced? Um, so we do, we outsource all of the production. Um, that's all done overseas. So I handle that portion of it. Um, anything that we do domestic, like uh, t-shirt, we try to do as much stuff domestic as we can to offer uh, a good quality product made in America. But because of pricing, we want to make sure we give them the best quality at the best price. And so um, we've tried to find people to do some of our flannel shirts domestically, but we just can't find anybody that's price competitive. So I handle all of that. And then um, the team, the four or five people in-house handle all the sales. So we have wholesale and direct. Um, and then they also handle all the logistics of like pick, pack and ship. Got you. So is there all the marketing done in-house as well then? All the marketing is done in-house. Yeah. So um, the owner does most of our social media. Um, and that's where we have built our biggest brand. And then I've come on and helped him and assisted him with the email marketing. So we generate most of our business through branding as opposed to selling. So we'll send out, um, whether it's a Facebook or an Instagram post that just talks about the brand and we'll see a, a direct correlation and an uptick in sales based off of that. But then we also send out just brand emails that aren't very selling, just kind of reminders. FYI, we have a new product launch on Thursday and we'll see sales upwards of 10 to $20,000 based off that promotion once the product actually launches. Uh, so you do quite a bit of pre-warning of exciting things coming up. Correct. Yeah. So our business model, which I probably should have said in the beginning, what we found success with is we develop a flannel or a shirt or a board short and we offer limited edition on every product. So new, nearly every product, I should say. There's some things that are staples like socks and hats and things that we continue to bring back. Um, but the majority of our products, 95% of them are limited edition. So we come out with one color or a design or a pattern. We run a production of it once. And depending on what we're forecasting, numbers could be anywhere between 1,000 to 7,000 pieces of a particular color. And when we launch that color, we give the people a warning that this is available now. It will launch at 5 p.m. on this day or whatever time we decide. And then we generate buzz through branding, through social media, through emails. And we get the customers to engage with it and get interest. And then at 5 o'clock when we release it, we see a, a huge uptick in sales. Similar to flash sales, but they're not really a flash sale. It's more of like a flash promotion. 
And we've luckily had some great success with them. So we've, we've almost trained the customer to come on at 5 because they don't want to be disappointed when they get on at 7 p.m. and the product is already sold out in their size. So that consistency of it's always a 5 o'clock really helps. Um, we've been testing 5 o'clock recently and that has helped. Previously, we were doing 8 a.m. Uh, Arizona time, local time. And that did well as well, but most people were working. And so we heard some complaints and we said, okay, let's test 5 p.m. And we saw about a 30% increase in the sales based off 5 p.m. So we decided to just roll with it. You would though, wouldn't you? 30% increase in sales by changing the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's not a bad one. Um, not at all. Very cool. So um, how many of these launches do you do in a month, say? Uh, in a month, it... It depends on what we're releasing, but in a month, I would say on average, we do two um, in the holiday season because we sell flannels and we sell jackets. We're more catered towards the winter months. So September through December or January, we'll probably release two to three per month. And each launch would consist of anywhere between three to six different colorways or different styles. Um, so we just had one that had four flannels and then Upcoming, we'll have one that has just one flannel and then two flannel jackets. Got you. So there's, there's a bit of choice each time you launch. It's not just one Correct. flannel shirt. It's a set, set of colors or something. This is the latest. Grab them before they, they run out. Correct. And and we try to cater it or we try to arrange our colorway. So like most merchandisers or most product development teams, we come up with a wide variety of colors and patterns to try to hit everybody. Um, because you know, some people just don't like wearing blue. So we know that we're not going to sell a blue flannel to this person, but they may like gray. So when we release our colorways or when we design our product launches, we take a really hard look strategically at making sure the patterns are different, making sure there's a nice variety of color offering and making sure that we're offering enough in women's and youth because all of our flannels come in men. But we don't offer everything in women and youth because those are our like secondary and tertiary markets. Men's flannels are, are our main. Um, we have grown women's and youth significantly. So we will probably offer them in the future um, almost every single launch. Um, but so we try to strategize and, and figure out what we think will do well. And so far, we, we get a lot of good feedback from our customers. So we've actually had a, a pretty easy time strategizing and figuring out which colorways and which designs and things we should launch at a given time. I suppose it's the fact that the, the bigger you grow, the more data you have to make sure you're you're getting that that selection right each time, isn't it? So it should be it should become almost easier rather than become harder. Correct. And um how long does each line stay in stock, you know? Are are things regularly gone by six o'clock? Um, it depends on, it, it just depends on the color. So for instance, we brought in, like, I believe is around 5,000 pieces of one shirt and it was gone within two hours. Whereas we brought in 3000 of another color and that has lasted almost a month now. So it just depends on, on the buzz and the person's desire to buy it at that given time. But I suppose the good thing about one lasting a month is there's at least something for someone to buy if they happen to come in at a time when there's not a launch on if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And and we do notice that there are certain colorways that maybe aren't as um, unique. We, we may have done something kind of similar or we never do the same thing twice, but 
we'll try to do something like, okay, we noticed orange and black did very well because a lot of our customers tend to gravitate towards like being motorcycle enthusiasts and liking Harley Davidson. We think that the orange and black color scheme tends to gravitate towards them because Harley Davidson being orange and black is, is, is great. So then we'll come out with those. And so for last 2017, we did a, a release that sold out in, in about an hour and five minutes and it was orange and black. So this year we came out with another orange and black colorway and that one did very well, but I think it, it lasted maybe two and a half or three weeks. Yeah, I suppose that that's the thing, isn't it? It's how many orange and black shirts is the customer going to buy? Is a, that's a whole whole other angle of uh, of algorithm, I suppose. Correct, correct. And so it's it's a good problem to have, like you said, because once if we still have the product in stock, now then we start pushing customers via email marketing and through more targeted ads, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or YouTube pre rolls, whatever we may be doing. I find that that launch strategies are something not many e-commerce businesses go after, um, which is kind of crazy because we all know that new sells really well, limited, you know, scarcity is a great way to get people to do it and urgency is really great. So it kind of it kind of boggles my mind that more, more businesses don't do it. If we've got anyone listening who's thinking, wow, that launch idea sounds good. I can see how we make it work. I've, I know what the first one would look like. Have you got a couple of tips to help them make their first test go successfully? Um, I think we've had some success because we've always been limited. And so I think you have to, you'll have to ease into it. If you haven't been doing it, you got to ease into it. And, um, when we first started doing it, we just brought in the same amount of pieces that we had been bringing in, but our, our customer group or our target market had grown. So our customer base had grown significantly. So we noticed that we were as from a business standpoint, we were probably leaving money on the table. But we said, we're just going to keep ordering the same amount for now, for this year. And this was back in about uh, late 2015, early 2016. So we wanted to create that scarcity. So I think the biggest thing you need to do first is build the brand, not build the product. So if people come to you because of your brand, you're in a great position. If you're just selling a product that everybody else is selling, you're going to have a much harder time. So once you build the, the brand... I think what I would do is actually reduce the quantity that you bring in on a limited edition and create that scarcity. Push a lot of people towards it. Make sure it does sell out because you're almost going to, in turn, disappoint many customers. But the next time you do a limited release, they're going to make sure that they're there so that they're not disappointed. By nature, as a marketer, you don't want to disappoint your customer. You don't want to ever sell out of something and not sell them something because our businesses get them to the product, sell it, get them through to checkout, and then hit them again with a couple emails. How do you deal with the disappointed ones? Well, our brand identity is, is kind of interesting where we, we're not very apologetic about things. And that's just kind of who we are and how we've set up our brand to be. It's We gave you the opportunity to come onto the site at 5 p.m. We told you it was going to be a limited release. Unfortunately, you had to work or you had to go, I don't know, take the kids to football or whatever. And you missed it. Just make sure next time you don't miss it. And we've noticed a lot of people, we actually have started doing for our, this was our fifth year, our fifth anniversary. So we started doing a lot of anniversary re-releases because we had so many people that were requesting, I missed this shirt, I missed this shirt, I missed this shirt. And so we came back with, and some were just released about 12 to 15 months ago. 
but so many customers had been disappointed that we decided to re-release them. The people who got the shirt obviously were a little disappointed to say, well, you made it again. But the new customers were really, really stoked. And when as soon as we released it, they said, okay, 501, my order was placed. And I picked up the shirt that I missed out on last year. Thank you so much. But that's quite a cool thing, isn't it? It's like you could almost... Um... You know, it, there's ways of swinging that so the past customers aren't annoyed and to make it happier for the customers. So I think I think that's an awesome strategy to do kind of like the best sellers return type thing. What we did, and this could be somebody could take this and roll with it, is so when we offer our flannels, we all we always put the name Dixon, a woven label on the left breast pocket, and we put a woven label flag at the end of the shirt tail, like the placket. Um, and so what we decided, and then we do some things with buttons or snaps and we can do custom tooled coloring. If you go to our site, you can see what I'm talking about. And so what we did is we changed the tags. And so we, instead of doing black snaps, we did black buttons or we'll do vice versa. We did buttons this year. When we do the re-release, we'll do them with, uh, like Pearl snap, almost like a Western style shirt. And so we, we do mix it up. And so we actually have like hundreds or thousands of people that bought both of them because they said, well, I like this color so much. I wanted it with buttons or vice versa. I wanted it with snaps. Nice. So it's, it's the same colorways, but it looks the same cloth rather, but it looks different. Yeah. Yeah. Accessorized with different things. Very cool. And um, something we, we, I didn't ask you earlier, but which I know the audience will be interested in is obviously if you're suddenly getting that volume hitting the site obviously you've you know you've got the stock there you've got them assuming you, you know you've got the warehouse set up and ready to ship that quite fast but how do you cope with the hosting side of it what what are you doing you know what platforms your site on how are you dealing with that sudden surge in, st- in you know in orders coming through yeah so um we use shopify and shopify has been really good to us and we will at times we'll reach out to them and let them know um but we've been doing it so often that they just know they handle all of the like cloud servers and computing. They just handle the traffic flow. We have had some issues um, with Shopify not holding the items in the cart long enough. So the items will basically get stolen from somebody's cart while they shop. And so what we've done is we've tried to train the customer and educate the customer to say, get on the site five or 10 minutes before. Do any shopping that you want to do prior to the release for items that are already existing. Get them in your cart. And then the new items that we are going to launch, jump in, add them to your cart, and then proceed straight to checkout. So you ensure that you're not wasting time while everybody else is checking out. You can make that quite clear to them though, can't you? It's like, if you don't check out, it's not yours. It's not yours until you check out. It's not yours until the credit card is processed and the order is complete. Yep. I think that's one of the things which Shopify is pretty awesome for is dealing with the hosting so you don't really have to worry about it you know you can have those surges and everything's there ready to deal with it whereas if you're you know if you're on your own hosted site you've got to be buying extra black box space and and all the rest of it which can be can be you know it's just an extra nightmare you don't really have to want want to worry about correct yeah and we haven't had any issues with them yet um in some of my previous experiences my previous jobs um we had that same problem that you alluded to where we would launch something and then we'd have to spin up or spin up a cloud server and just the extra cost and the headache of the site slowing down shopify covers all of that and it's worth it tenfold so if anybody's looking for a hosting site or looking for an e-commerce site definitely recommend shopify 
Um, and if anyone is, please head to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Shopify, where you can hear lots of stories from other happy Shopify customers who've been on the podcast and what they're doing and how, they, how they're using the platform. But you can also get a link through to a great deal on getting your hands on Shopify. Okay, uh, right. Chris, we have mentioned a couple of times email, and I know email is one of the things you do a lot of in the business. So, how have you how have you used email to really push the sales in and around your launch activities? Yeah, so um, we actually just started doing email promotions um, around August. So previously, there was another uh, guy at the company who left to go do something else, and he was using another platform. Um, that he just had experience with and he liked. And I didn't really like it. Um, and so we stopped using them. And I was on the search to find somebody else as I was taking over this. Um, and I did just some Google searches and some reviews. And I ended up landing on Omnisend, which um, has integration directly through Shopify. So I reached out to the Omnisend guys and they, um, they were great. They gave me, they answered all my questions. They gave me some great feedback. They gave me a bunch of tools. Um, and so we ended up doing that. And we started rolling out and we just did some basic promotions. And we just said, okay, for the release, I'm just going to send out an email when it's ready to release. Um, we actually did one 12 hours before to let people know. Um, and then we sent one out at the time of the release. And so at the time we were at about... Our email list was at about forty five to 48,000, I believe. And our open rates were upwards of 30%. And our click rates were about 12%. Um, on those two promotions. So it did really, really well. So we decided, okay, well, we got to start doing more of this. So I uh, decided to devote more and more time to it. And so far, I've seen, I think we've seen about, uh, depending on the day and depending on the month, about 15 to 25% of our revenue is coming from email promotions. So then uh, once we started doing the campaigns, we started rolling out more of the automation that we have. And what's really cool... um, if anybody's not using OmniSend, I'm sure you can send them a link there. Um, they they have a bunch of automation that's already kind of like pre-done. And so I just jumped in, modified the templates, which are really easy, put all of our information in there, like our Facebook, social media stuff, um, and then just set up their, their automation. So like Abandoned Cart, we have an automation for that that sends out three emails. And I just used their timing structure. I didn't mess with it at all. And it's generating a good amount of money per month for us that we weren't getting previously. I do. I can never quite decide. Maybe you can answer this one for you, for me even. When you have those templated campaigns, whether it's the not having to think about it, that's the, the great thing, or whether it's the there's already something set up. So I'm just tweaking some boxes. And I think sometimes it's just the mental bit. It's the men- mental block of, oh my God, the big white empty campaign and I've got to do abandoned baskets. But if someone's gone, send this, this, this in this time span, it's like, oh, that's so much easier. Have you found that, that it's that mental block or that it's the practicalities of it being there that's been the most useful for you? I think it's both. I think when you're looking at that blank white space, you start thinking of all the different ideas that you can and you you almost get into that analysis paralysis where you just get duck. Whereas once, once they have it set up and they've just, they've said, okay, we're going to send one after one hour, then 12, then 24, you kind of just go in and modify and adjust it. And then you set it and almost forget it. And just, if you're driving people to your site, the automation is going to work. And of course, the great thing about being fully integrated with um, Shopify is I'm guessing you, you get all that good personalized content in those emails too, of what they've 
actually put in the basket to make sure they go back and make the purchase. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so we'll do some campaigns going back to the launch. We'll send the launch and then we'll set up a campaign afterwards for the items that don't sell out. So if we have a particular colorway, um, one of the first ones that we had was called the outlaw, which is just a straight black. It's a flannel, but it's solid black. Um, and we had had that one previously about three years ago. And we did some changes to the snaps on this one. So it's kind of the anniversary re-release. Um, and we, we noticed that it was probably about 75 or 8% sold out. So two weeks later, we set up a campaign and I created a new segment based on our subscribers and using all of like Omnisense preset stuff. I just said, I only want to send this to people that have not bought the outlaw from us and send the email. So I think at the time, there were probably about 5,000 purchases on that one. So then it sent the email to everybody else that was not a previous purchaser. And we saw a great response based on that email. And we ended up selling, I think, that same week. It's always so nice when you can kind of send it to people who you know haven't already got it. Because it means you you know, you know, kind of get an extra bite of the cherry of something to send to the lot who have got it. And you're sending it to people who are the most likely to buy it. I always think, think it's quite nice when you can just do those segmentations just on, a, on, on even some of the simplest bases. Correct. Yeah. Because a lot of the other um, softwares that I had used in the past, they had that option, but it was very, very difficult. It was, it was like extremely difficult to pull or you had to pull it from Shopify or your order management system. And you had to import that list into your email platform. And it just, it was way too complicated and too time consuming. So, I mean, this has been like a, a blessing for us because I go in, I set up the subscriber or the segment takes me maybe three minutes maximum, set it up, it runs, and then we schedule the campaign. Simple as that. Okay. Well, um, I think after those couple of top tips on email, it is time we move into the top tips round. Now, before we hit the top tips, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Omnisend. Are you looking to increase your sales without a lot of extra work? Omnisend's email and SMS marketing automation platform is tailor-made for e-commerce businesses like you. It's got everything you need to start making more sales immediately, including one-click integrations with the major e-commerce platforms and super easy migration from your existing email marketing platform. They even have award-winning all-human 24-7 customer support who will help you out in under six minutes. No more trying to get past the chatbot. Omnisend is trusted by over 70,000 e-commerce brands and me. Yes, we run our email marketing on the Omnisend platform. Ready to join us? Well, sign up for a free account at ecmp.info forward slash Omnisend and use the code masterplan2022 to save 15% on paid plans when you need them. Forward slash masterplan and get started. Okay, I love the top tips round because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So Chris, first up, the book top tip. If everybody listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Um, I think I would recommend two books. They're, they're basically the same book, but um, there's a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk and he wrote a book in 2009 called Crush It. And it's basically about how people can build themselves or their business as an online brand, um, as an online entity. And in 2009, he was forecasting that people were going to make money off YouTube and people thought he was crazy. And then I think this 2018, he came out with another one called 
Crushing It, which is the follow-up to it. And it's basically a uh, series of stories. It's a follow-up, so he adds additional information. But he also adds stories of how people who read his first book, Crush It, ended up crushing it and uh, did the things that he suggested and are now making money or being successful in their own right. Excellent. We don't get Gary Vaynerchuk's books mentioned as much as I would have thought we would on the podcast. It's always nice when they when they get brought up. So thank you for mentioning not one, but two. Um, the traffic top tip then, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Um, I We, for, for Dixon, we, I would say it's going to be Instagram hands down. Um, I think the the thing is people don't give it enough praise because a lot of people are upset that the algorithm has changed. So the organic reach isn't there, what it used to be. And I guess the way I look at it is it's free and you're still getting some organic reach. So don't complain about it and just squeeze as much out of it as you possibly can. And then the other thing I would say is um, I think Facebook ads don't get enough love. Um, they're, they're relatively cheap when you consider compared to other marketing mediums and the engagement rate and the, the fact that you can actually segment so specifically based on like people's income, their interests, uh, it, th- that tool is outrageous. There's, there's plenty to keep everyone busy. Uh, okay. The tool top tip then maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Chris, is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? I think the tool that we use, um, we actually use a lot of just um, messaging like SMS. So um, I work remote in Phoenix. The warehouse is in Tempe, Arizona. Our graphic designer is in Salt Lake City, Utah. So we use a lot of text messaging back and forth, screenshots of things. Uh, and then the other tool that we use a lot is Dropbox. So all of our designs are put on Dropbox and we collab and share and comment on things. And that's kind of how we keep our workflow going. Nice. And then the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? My number one tip would be focus on your brand, not sales. Um, It's hard because you want to get from 100 to 1,000. But I think if you take the patience route and you focus on building a brand that's whatever it may be, high quality or whatever your focus is, you will create a loyal customer base and you'll be able to hit more than a thousand orders per month, but it just may take you a little bit longer than you than you'd hope. More excellent advice. Well, Masterplan World, you can find the top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you will see a link to this show. Chris, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and Dixon on the web and social media, please? Um, yes. So our website is www.dixonquality.com. Uh, best place to follow us on social media is Instagram, probably. It's uh, Dixon underscore flannel underscore co. If you search Dixon, it should, should pop up. Um, Facebook is Dixon as well. Um, and then you can find me. I um, You can email me at my last name, V-A-L-L-E-L-Y at dixonquality.com. Excellent. We should probably say that Dixon has two X's, doesn't it? Correct. Yeah. D-I-X-X-O-N quality.com. Thank you. 
That's all right. I just thought, I'm sure people will Google and find it okay, but it's two X's, people, if you want to make sure you go there right place first time. Okay, I'll add links to all of that and everything else we talked about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find all that at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or head to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Chris, you've been an absolute star telling us about how you're using both email and those awesome launch tactics that you've got your customers champing at the bit for. So thank you very much for being on the podcast today. It's been um, brilliant hearing from you. My pleasure. Thank you for your time, Chloe. So I think two key lessons to take out of, I suppose three actually to take out of that um, that session there with Chris. The first being, have a think about launch strategies. Have a think about those limited edition releases and really going for it. It's a very different way of organising your marketing and organising your activity, but gosh, it can be so powerful simply because it is that psychological catnip of urgency, scarcity and all the rest of it bundled into one. Secondly, I guess simplifying your platforms. If you have platforms that do the things you don't want to have to worry about for you, they do the complex techie stuff, they worry about the hosting, they sort out whether... Um, X or Y should be integrated with this. And they make it so easy, as Chris was saying, to do your emails. Getting the right platforms in your business can just accelerate growth and activity by so much. Um, And then finally, as he said, focusing on the brand. Now, clearly one of the reasons why for Dixon Flannel, the launches work so well is because their customers want to be able to brag to their friends I got the latest Dixon flannel shirt. This is limited edition. They're bought into the brand. They are feel connected to the brand. They feel connected to the people in the brand and therefore they want those products, which is why building that brand has had such a positive impact for them and enabled them to achieve that 200% year-on-year growth. I hope you've enjoyed this interview from our 2019 e-commerce master plan growth series sponsored by Omnisend, the all-in-one marketing automation platform that empowers e-commerce marketers to boost sales with omnichannel tools. There's 10 episodes in the series in all, numbers 191 to 200. And right now, depending on when you're listening, there are at least eight available for you to binge on and two great ones still to come. Or if you're listening after January 2019, you can get everything right now. Now, the whole point of the series is to help you grow your business in 2019. That's also the point of the virtual summit we ran back in September. If you missed that, there is still time to get involved. It's over 20 expert video sessions and in each you will learn about a different way to improve your marketing. Think of it like a conference that you can tap into whenever you want to and from wherever you want as well. Now, if you're really interested in that, there's a very special offer just for you podcast listeners that you can get by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash summit 176. Have a great week, all of you, and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.